seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill them every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill them? If I did, there well, would be hundreds. Well, no, it took you 12 months. Then he rings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started stopping If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hi, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? Pretty good. Just got off work. And now I get to stare at a computer screen for even more time, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's what you'd be doing anyways. Hey, I would have taken a break in between. But, <laughs> you know, first world know. problems. Uh, yeah. You need some blue yeah. light glasses. Is that a thing? Shut Did up. you wear those in front of your computer? Yeah, they're supposed to help with eye strain and stuff. That seems so absurd. What? No, it's a whole thing. They, anyways, okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Look into it. They're supposed all to right. help. All right. But how's your day going? <laughs> it's all right. Um, nothing too exciting. So. I don't know if I believe you, Danny. You live a very <laughs> exciting life full of suspense and mystery. You know, it's been a, an exciting month. I will say that more exciting than I'd like it to be. How dare you? We all know you live for excitement. Oh my God, no. If I could just stay home with, all day with my plants. Oh yeah, and anarchy, of course. But, oh, and Kobe, of course. Right. <laughs> Your fiance. Obviously. I always just include him as part of myself, so. That, that, yep, that's just how deep that connection is. It's true, yeah, okay, so. This week is pretty um, wild. I don't know. I feel like I see that. I feel like I'm Chris Harrison every time. It's the most dramatic episode ever. But <laughs> but this episode is pretty crazy. Are you playing video famous. games, Gabe? Are you playing video games? No, I'm looking at at a, someone's throat, like a, a an anatomically correct sketch of someone's throat in preparation for any throat related. I hear someone talking. Okay. I don't remember where we were. <laughs> you were asking me if I was playing video games and uh, I was actually looking at uh, yeah, a model of a throat because I was researching asphyxia on the off chance <laughs> we talk about asphyxia. Oh, we're talking about how it's a wild episode. Okay. That too. <laughs> it actually is. Um, we have, it's like a two twofer here. There's two women criminals in this episode. It's not like the Ken and Barbie killers where it's a man and a woman, it's two women. Oh, this makes up for the week we missed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So you ready? Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, let's, let's jump right into it. Okay. Let's keep an eye on the time this time because we can't tell how long this is. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So since this is two women, I'm going to start with one of them in her childhood and then go into the, uh, into the next one. The first woman is called Catherine May Woods, and she was born on March 7th, 1962. She has come out and said that she grew up in an abusive household with an alcoholic father, but it was never proven. And at the age of 17, she ended up getting pregnant and she moved away from her family and in with her new husband, who is the baby daddy. Her husband suggests that 
So this is like a few years later after she had her kid and she's a stay-at-home mom at this point and her husband suggests that maybe she go and get a job so she could get out of the house more because she kind of seems depressed and she had gained a lot of weight and she's close to 450 pounds now. That's that's impressive. That's, that's like an of- impressive amount of weight gain. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how much she weighed before, but it does seem like like substantial. So she also, no, I'll go into that later. So she ends up getting a job at a place called the Alpine Manor Nursing Home. The next woman we're going to talk about is Gwendolyn Graham. She was born on August 6th, 1963, so one year younger. There's less information on her. She was born in Texas and ended up in Michigan. When she was a teenager, she accused her dad of molesting her, but this was never substantiated and her father and her family completely say it's not true. She was described as past pe- or described by past peers as respectful and normal. She didn't really stand out. And then at age 22, she found work at the Alpine Manor Nursing Home. What? And that is where our story begins. Gwendolyn's supervisor was actually Catherine Woods. So Catherine Woods had worked there like a year or two before Gwendolyn, and she rose up in the ranks pretty quickly and became a supervisor. And then Gwendolyn came along and met Kathy. So... At this point, Kathy and Gwendolyn hit it off and they get really close and Kathy is having trouble, marital trouble, and she kind their relationship ends, they get divorced. And her and Gwendolyn like get closer and closer and now that Kathy's divorced, they end up getting together. And this is a huge like great thing for Kathy she ends up like starting to lose weight she has a social life now and Gwendolyn has somebody who can fulfill her sexual desires where is this going I don't know so Gwendolyn was into tying Kathy up and strangling her during sex naturally after sex one night I assume being tied up they start talking about how they would murder somebody. And Gwendolyn supposedly comes up with this idea called the murder game. So, (laughs) it's so stupid. So they plan to murder patients based off their initials so it would spell murder. And Is it it wrong that, that that's kind of hilarious? It's so stupid. Like, I mean, so this like talking and bonding between them supposedly like really brought them close together. And it was like going to be this little inside joke between the two. But it ends up not working because Gwendolyn goes in to murder somebody with the correct initials and they fight back and she's worried like somebody's going to hear and notice. So she backs off. And the people in the nursing home are old and I don't want to say all nursing homes are bad places, but 
a lot of times they're very understaffed and people don't always listen to the old people because they do have some mental issues like dementia. So they can remember things wrong and it's unfortunate. But so Gwendolyn backs off this first person. She's like, okay, we have to target people who are really, really, really old and frail and they can't fight back. That's the way to go. So unfortunately they can't do the whole murder thing now murder game wow this is the second murderer who's covered who's like attacked older people i know wanna bras was the first yeah. yeah so what they did was catherine would stand by either like outside the room or at a nurse's station and she would be a lookout and she would divert or distract anyone coming towards the room while gwendolyn strangled or suffocated the victim inside the room so they had murdered an estimated five victims and I will I'll go through how they got to five and in the high of the aftermath Catherine says sometimes they would find an empty room and just have sex afterwards because it was like such a high feeling and they'd get off on it and Catherine also says they would take souvenirs like dentures or jewelry and they would keep it at one of their they actually lived together at their place, and she says that their co-workers had even seen this shelf of souvenirs and just, like, didn't believe them. And they would even tell their co-workers about what they were doing. They'd be like, hey, we actually murdered this person who died. They didn't die naturally. But their co-workers all thought they were just making these really morbid jokes and didn't believe them. And so... In mid-April of 1987, this is about a year after Gwendolyn started, a little bit more, a few things started happening. A new girl started working at the nursing home who Gwendolyn kind of fancied, and Kathy began to feel pressured to kill someone herself, but did not feel comfortable doing so. So those are two things that kind of started to like wedge between the two girls. Ultimately, Gwendolyn left Kathy and got with this new girl and just left Kathy completely and moved to Texas with her new girlfriend. Whoa, yeah, okay. Betrayal, wow. Yes, yes. Okay, how, how do you so confidently dump someone who you murdered people with and has dirt on you that could send you away for life? Well, we will go into that. This. <laughs> This whole thing as well. Okay, we'll go into that. So, <laughs> so I mean, you might not even be picking up on it, but this whole this whole thing so far kind of seems like Catherine's more of the victim, and Gwendolyn's like leading it on and kind of taking advantage of Kathy, who was you know overweight and had lost her husband and didn't feel good, and she was like in a very vulnerable position. Right? Did you pick up that, that up? I think I would have, but I thought. Kathy was the one feeling pressured to kill. So Gwendolyn had done the murdering so far, but because of that, Catherine was feeling more pressured and Gwendolyn wanted Kathy to murder somebody. Got it. Okay. So I'm just I'm just horrible with names, so it's hard no, to keep, no, them, keep track of them. Same. Okay. So Gwendolyn leaves. She moves to Texas with her new girlfriend. And then after that, one night, Kathy is just super upset and she's like, 
meets up with her ex-husband and she tells him about the murders and she's like we did something really bad it was it was awful and i don't know what to do and he of course consoles her but he doesn't actually believe her and he kind of just dismisses it and then i guess he just couldn't stop thinking about it i don't know because a year later, he finally goes to the police. Over a year. It was 14 months later, he goes to the police. And it could be at this time, be because at this time, Gwendolyn had gotten a job at a hospital working with infants. So once again, another vulnerable group of people. And he goes to the police and the police are skeptical. They're like, old people die all the time. So there were around 40 deaths at the time Kathy had claimed the murders had been committed, which isn't surprising in this kind of work. And all the deaths are ruled natural, but the police are able to narrow it down to eight that could be deemed possibly suspicious. How? I don't know police work. I imagine they like looked into how the patient so in nursing homes every staff member has to document everything and you usually have to document what you do with each patient if they ate if they went to the bathroom anything you notice stuff like that so maybe there was some people that like stuck out like it doesn't seem like they're doing bad they were eating they were you know walking so maybe that's how they did it i don't know that's speculation Okay, but from narrowing that down, they were able to keep doing their thing. And after talking to multiple coworkers, the investigators are like, whoa, Kathy and Gwendolyn talked to these coworkers about murdering these people. So they go and they arrest Kathy and Gwendolyn. And Kathy is immediately like, let's make a plea deal. Like, guys, I got some information for you. And the plea deal is if Kathy pleads guilty and becomes the star witness for prosecution, she would only receive 20 to 40 years. And that's it. Like she wouldn't, the death penalty is off the table. She wouldn't be stuck in prison for life. There's like hope for her to get out. She obviously takes it. And in this trial, it's, taken down to um, they had murdered five people three of those victims had been cremated so they actually exhumed two, the two that had been buried but they're not able to get any evidence because it had been a while and they were old and it was just hard and they had to completely use Kathy's statements and trial what she said to go through with this it was all just like word of mouth with some evidence like stuff they wrote down and like stuff like that but there was no like actual like you know what i mean right yeah there was no physical evidence all they really had was the testimony to go off of which is yes. nuts and if i were kathy in that situation I would be like, yo, you got to sweeten up this plea deal because <laughs> if I walk, then then you have nothing. Like, really, they have, what do they have if they both walk? 
the coworker's testimony and stuff that had been like sent text messages and stuff like that. Well, no, not text messages. Um, like letters. They wrote letters to each other. E even but so, I mean, if they both it. were just like, we're, we were kidding. We have a morbid sense of humor. Mm -hmm. What like coworkers? It was all hearsay. They have no physical evidence. Like so. Yeah. Kathy could well, have really sweetened that deal up. It doesn't even matter because Gwendolyn was sentenced to life in prison and Kathy was sentenced to 24 to 40 years and she was released in prison from prison in January of 2020. What? Wow. Okay. Okay. But hear me out. Plot twist here. Okay. Okay. So this entire story is based on Kathy's testimony. So it's like, what do you really know? And this guy wrote a book. Okay, so this guy wrote a book and the book is called Forever in Five Days. And that's based, I should say his name. The author is Lowell, Lowell Caulfield. And Forever in Five Days is based on the letters they wrote to each other. And like, it was this cute little thing they created where they'd be like, I love you forever and blank days. And the blank days was how many people they murdered. So it'd be like forever in one day after the first victim or forever in two days. And it's so stupid. So, <laughs> so he wrote this book and he went and he interviewed, I, I'm kind of bummed. I didn't actually have enough time to read it, but it was, it was like 30 bucks on Amazon because there's not many. Sorry. So he went and he interviewed Kathy's friends, her family, her coworkers, like anybody he could get his hands on. And people were like, Kathy is manipulative and cray cray. And she lies just to create drama. She loves like stuff like that. And they're like, we can see her doing something like that. Like we can see her wanting to take complete control over somebody like this and there's a there's so much in that book and a lot of people think that she is the mastermind and she did take advantage of Gwen and they think that maybe Gwen actually moved to Texas to escape from Kathy and there's more so they think that the murder is started happening when um Gwendolyn started showing interest in another person and Kathy flipped out and she manipulated Gwendolyn into doing this murder game with her and murdering somebody so that she would be stuck with Kathy because she would never leave if Kathy had this thing over her you know but and some people think Kathy even did the murders. There's like no, like Gwendolyn has come out and said like, I never murdered anybody, it was all Kathy. But it's all like hearsay, you don't know what happened. And Gwendolyn had told some friends that she committed the murders and those friends testified that she said that. So yeah, who knows? But I mean, wild, nobody knows. Who knows what happened? It was just these two people and old people died and now one of them's free and it seems to be the more manipulative one yeah well possibly i mean nobody's written a book about gwendolyn although she was diagnosed with bipolar uh, bipolar disorder gwendolyn if that means anything but it seems to be a trend among our our killers i'm not sure if 
um, it, you see that in men as well, or if mm -hmm. they just tend to have antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. That'd be interesting, actually. See, that's something to discuss next episode. What is the prevalence of, of these mental health disorders mm -hmm. among men and women who kill? You should do some research. And then, like, how do they differ? How are they the same? Yeah. But that's... Uh... Is there a loud-ass bird in your... Yeah, let me close the window. <laughs> it's okay. It's some nice atmosphere. There. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's great. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, Kathy, some people think she went to her husband and specifically told him so that he would go to the police because she know she knew that the police would go to her first. She could make a plea deal. She could like arrange the story to how she wants it to be. And she could like look like somebody who was manipulated into doing these things and get a better deal. and ruined Gwendolyn's life <laughs> yeah although uh, I, I don't even know if I, I would call it ruining Gwendolyn's life because she was still complicit it, oh, it's for sure. more that it's more that one of the killers didn't stay in prison like she should have yeah. but also to be freed in 2020 so how many years years of prison time did she serve well now she is 59. So she's not even that old. And when she was arrested. Sorry, I wrote my notes in a notebook. So I'm having to flip through pages. You if you if you hear that, that's what that is. 18, 27. Okay. What year? You're having to make me do math. Is it 87? No, that's the year that they did the murders. Oh, Minus 1962, 20. So they did it when they were 25, and now they're 59. So 24 years she spent in prison. 34. 34. I missed one. I missed a 10. <laughs> so, I mean, a decent amount of time. That's a lot. Yeah. Is I mean, it should have been longer, but... <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so she served 20-something years, but 30. dang, she killed a bunch of old people. Yeah. Or at least took part in it. Yeah. And it's just, like, I've worked in that setting before. You get, like, really close to the old people, too. Like, you, you do build a bond with them. You're taking care of them. You know their life. You know their, like, everything. Their habits, what they like what they don't like I like uh, it's like they're close to their victims it's it's super messed up right and we see that pattern again of, of sort of picking on the vulnerable that we saw with with the the mask Juana. Juana yeah that Plaza. was her name Juana what was her name <laughs> the Mata Viejitas the the old lady killer <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the one but so. it's yeah it's that's just awful too because that's that in the okay actually so was there any murder of infants? No. I mean, not that was ever mentioned. It doesn't seem like she worked there for very long before she was arrested. Right, okay. Because that's, yeah, going after the most I vulnerable. Also, yeah, it's also a different uh, setting, like a hospital versus a nursing home. I feel like it'd be harder to, oh, well, there's a lot of nurses that kill people. I don't know. Yeah. Several we haven't even covered yet. Yeah. Some of the big ones. But killing, oh, killing an infant 
as much like a huge red flag. Oh, although they yeah. okay. Let's not get, let's not get into killing babies. <laughs> Why not, so. Danny? <laughs> because it's sad. I mean, killing old people's sad too. Yeah, and the cops' attitudes attitude of just like old people die all the time. It's like well, people die all the time. Period. I mean, to be fair, I'm impressed that the police like looked into it as much as they did because it would have been so easy to be like. This woman told you 14 months ago, and you're just coming to us, and yeah, like, it, there wasn't like a huge increase in deaths or anything. So, oh, that's interesting. So they they didn't kill at like an increased rate. Well, I mean, five people in a year—that's nothing. Yeah, that that'd be just a blip. Well, a few months, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really not. Um, the nursing home is now closed and a new nursing home is there with a different name. <laughs> well, that, that fixes everything. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Hopefully they do like background checks or something. Even then, what, what background would you have caught for these two women, right? Seriously, yeah, because they didn't have a pass. So, oh, the reason I mentioned Gwendolyn's accusing her dad of molesting her and it not being is because like it does show she could possibly lie i mean maybe she was who knows but i mean everything in this story is kind of like who knows yeah i meant to ask you about that unfortunately i've heard of cases where a family member sexually abuses a child and the family take, takes the side of the family member as opposed to the child mm. just to keep things from exploding mm -hmm. so when he told me that i was like i, I thought okay she could be telling the truth and I know we tend to, people tend to look for a cause to these sorts of killers. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there must have been some kind of trauma that led her to, to do this. But yeah, I don't know if that's just how she, how manipulative she was and she need, needed a good sob story. That would be a pretty good one. Yeah, for sure. What I'm trying to figure now, now since we talked about the, the categories for different types of serial killers. I'm trying the, to place yeah. them since they, they, I think Kathy would fall, or let's, let's just say they would both fall to some extent within both the power control category. And the sex all, one. Yep, and, and the hedonistic mm -hmm. killer. So kind of just uh, to my point from the last episode, it's hard to really pigeonhole did we cut that out or leave it in though? Will people know what we're talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> do do like a quick recap. So there's yeah. different kinds of serial killers. Right. So to, to recap real quick, there are four primary categories for the different types of serial killers. There's the visionary, which uh -huh. tend to believe they are being commanded to kill. And, you know, they most likely suffer from some kind of psychosis. Mm -hmm. There's the mission oriented, which kills for a purpose, a mission, in an attempt to get rid of certain types of people from society. So these can often be a little more approved of by society at large. And we have the hedon hedonist, the hedonistic type, which kills for their personal pleasure, typically rape, torture, money. So a lot of the women we've covered can fall into this category since they tend to kill for money. And lastly, the power control category which is all about 
having control and dominating your victims. Where the distinction gets a little fuzzy to me is having control over your victims seems to have quite a bit of overlap with the hedonist because the hedonist can definitely want control over their victim, usually in like a specific sexual torture capacity. That's still a form of control. Yeah, definitely. So these categories, not perfect. And yeah, I, I think these I mean, two I women... would say this one's more, uh, oh, it is tough. I'd say this one's definitely more sex because it seems like that's their main thing once they would like go and have sex at, but then like also yeah but that's what's interesting because yeah. they wouldn't have sex with the victims that's they true. would get off on the power and then go have sex wow. huh. so uh, if i had to place them in one it, it would be power control because it was not about sexually assaulting the victims or getting off through the use of the victim it was using the victim to get this rush of, of control of power and then they would go have sex yeah i think most of the ones we've covered are power and control yeah almost Although, like women like don't have that in society or something and they find a way to deviate and get it yeah uh, well to give a little more credit to some of these killers the the hedonist type isn't all about sexual pleasure it can be for person any kind of personal gain like money okay so uh, i think it, it is a little more um ambiguous in that yeah yeah money is a big factor in a lot of these too oh yeah sometimes not even that much money i know they're like, they're like oh like 30 grand that's like a year's salary of minimum wage work that's got to be awesome it's worth a life yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. i don't yeah sometimes i'm like how much would it take me to murder somebody and then i'm like i wouldn't like i couldn't live with like the anxiety I already have and I haven't even murdered somebody yet. So yet <laughs> I don't plan on doing it ever. You know, but... Danny, for someone who's never murdered someone, you really uh, protest a lot about, about this. <laughs> You're the murderer. I, I have um... never once been convicted of murder. And that is a true <laughs> statement. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, we had somebody tell us it sounds like one of us murdered somebody, <laughs> and or it switches per yeah, it switches like per episode. Right. So we're trying to see maybe maybe like a hundred episodes in, we should have a poll. Like, <laughs> who like, who do you think is most likely to murder someone? Yeah, seriously, I I feel like I'm probably in the lead, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do work for a construction company. That's like. That's one of the more clever ways of like hiding a body is you just like put them in a building that's getting Unless constructed. You're freaking Chris Watts and you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. There's well, video you, you cameras. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can only do so much, unfortunately, for, for those kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Well, he's a garbage human being. Anyways. So Danny, so where would I put a body? I, I, I work in the digital space. <laughs> you live in Southern California. You live right by a huge body of water. Yeah. Do you know how many bodies just wash up on shore? <laughs> exactly. Put them in the ocean somewhere where they like will be in the ocean for a couple weeks. All the salt will just get rid of evidence. Bam. You're good. I feel like as the body fell apart, you would have bones just like washing up. You'd have like someone's dog pick up a femur bone and someone, would, someone would be matter, like, that's a weird bone. <laughs> you just have to make sure to pick somebody that can't be connected to you. Oh my gosh. We should not be talking about this. <laughs> 
you're uh, you're awfully good at this, Danny. <laughs> I'm intelligent. Ask me something else. I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> okay. Because I think I'm murder too much. <laughs> oh my god. This is gonna come back and bite me in the butt if I'm ever like <laughs> under oh. suspicion. Well, um, the key the key there is don't ever be under suspicion. You can't control that. Sure, you can. Just like either a never murder anyone or b be very very good at getting away with murder but like what if a coworker randomly gets murdered you're going to be like under suspicion that's true yeah and that's then what if, i hadn't thought about because yeah, I, never, and then, I haven't had coworkers in my professional life what if their body like washes up on shore and they're like danny you are in this podcast saying you would put somebody in the ocean because it gets rid of evidence and Don't worry, Danny. I would testify. I'd be a character witness. And I would say, Danny would almost certainly never <laughs> murder anyone, probably. Oh my gosh. Ringing endorsement, Gabe. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, that would definitely save me. <laughs> like, I bet the life of the victim, Danny, did not murder them. <laughs> See, I, I would get them in an infinite loop. So they'd have to let you go. Oh, wonderful. But uh, yeah, and, and just, just for the, the record out there, we don't endorse murder. Please don't murder anyone. Yes. Unless you stand to make your salary, apparently, like nope. many of our killers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah. that let was me, the let me, twofer. Let me double check everything. I, I think that you answered all the main questions I had. They were really mostly about, yeah, it, a little more clarification on Kathy's past, if whether mm -hmm. or not there was more evidence to support that she was or was not abused. No, and it didn't seem like it came up in trial at all either. Right. Uh, the trophies they took, any idea where those ended up? There's no, um, no idea. And then what else? Yeah, nobody knows. They never showed up again. And then none of the coworkers really could come forward and say they saw them so i'm not really sure if like the coworkers really even noticed them or not so yeah those coworkers are terrible yeah i mean also i kind of wonder if maybe it's normal for them to take stuff from old people there after they die maybe that's why yeah that could be the case mm -hmm. wow where was this this uh, home again Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Well, if any of you are in Michigan, keep an eye out for this nursing home and maybe, you know, put your parents elsewhere. <laughs> I was going to say something and I just forgot. We're talking about souvenirs, coworkers, feeling. Nursing homes, Michigan. Yeah. Kathy, possibly or not possibly being abused as a kid. Her coworkers being interviewed. The author of the book, maybe. It's about her coworkers. What about her coworkers? I don't remember. But they're also known as the Lethal Lovers. The Lethal Lovers. Okay. The Lethal Lovers, and that is the Lethal. It does not ring off the tongue. No. Nope. Seems like it should, but it doesn't. The Lethal Lovers. The LL. And... The two Ls. Oh, I remember. What if? Now, this is wild, but stay with me. What if they never murdered anybody and Kathy just did this 
as like the ultimate revenge. She's like, I will spend 30 years in prison so that you spend your whole life in prison. <laughs> I, that would be probably the most spiteful person I could think of. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, yeah, if she, if there was no murders that took place, it really was just old people dying. Yeah. And she just wanted to throw her ex under the bus. That would be next level vindictive. Like almost impressive, like actually, no, just flat out impressively so. Yeah, that would be wild. There's no way. There's no way somebody would do that. I I would be so torn on how to feel about that woman because if she wasn't a murderer I feel and like she was Gwendolyn, just a colossal asshole. <laughs> Gwendolyn would have come out and been like, you never murdered anybody versus being like, Kathy did the murdering, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean- yeah I, unless yeah. she was like not bright in the slightest i don't know yet why anyone would take the fall for that yeah yeah so that couldn't have happened no but i mean weirder things have happened so it's true we really know trump got elected that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> the <laughs> pandemic hit we've been inside for a year yeah yeah so those are the two big <laughs> obvious ones. Anyways, those are the lethal lovers. Let's end on a high note. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, Thursday? Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, Danny, you're, you're pretty tired because it's not Thursday. <laughs> oh my God. I hope this episode's usable. We're both, yeah, doing too, too well right now. Should be fine. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening about the Lethal Lovers. Yeah, thank you all. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have, we do have a TikTok. We have a website. <laughs> we have a website that has things on it. <laughs> you can message us. Yeah, and we'll, we'll eventually see the message. <laughs> <laughs> I also check our Instagram DMs. All right. Cool. Thank you.